You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I, uh, as you all know, if you've been following uh, Church Talk with Isaac, um, last uh, our last episode, we dealt with the gift of prophecy a little bit. And what I want to do um, today is I want to finish up my thoughts on it. Uh, and uh, actually, if you want to get a deeper understanding of as far as what I believe about it, um, and if you don't follow me on Facebook, I encourage you follow my ministry page on Facebook. It's simply Isaac Watson. And I believe you can find us Isaac uh, Facebook.com forward slash Isaac Watson Ministries, I believe it is. And uh, I did a, a whole uh, like an hour long teaching on this particular topic. So I encourage you to go in there and find it. But what I want to do is I want to finish up some thoughts. I got a little stirred up the last episode just talking about this. And uh, I encourage you go back and listen to that episode as well. The one right before this one. And uh, it'll bring you up to speed. Now, before I continue on, what I want to do is I want you all to take a moment and I want you to subscribe to Church Talk with Isaac if you have not already. Stop what you're doing now and click the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Apple, uh, click the subscribe button. And also, I would appreciate it if you rated it and if you left a review. Um, again, it, it leads to greater visibility so that people who are looking for um, for podcasts, uh, for uh, for 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 speakers and teachers uh, that are similar to mine, uh, uh, it'll they'll be able to find Church Talk with Isaac easily. So I encourage you, uh, leave a comment, leave a review, and um, and rate Church Talk with Isaac. I truly truly appreciate it, and I appreciate I appreciate all of you who have done so already. Now, what I want to do is I want to kind of break a, a couple things down. And this isn't going to be I don't anticipate this being a long episode, but I want to break a couple of things down regarding the prophetic. This is a topic, again, that so many people have talked about. It's a topic that so many people have different ideas and perspectives uh, as far as uh, what's all entailed within the prophetic. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to share some things with you all. Um, uh, and uh, it may be some of it may be new. Some of it may be things that encourages you to study and to look some of the things that I'm saying up. And I want to encourage you look some of the things that I am saying up. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at first Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven. And um, and I'm going to read that. And then we're going to kind of move from there. Because, again, I concluded my last episode by saying that I believe that every believer has the gift of prophecy. Now, let me say it like this. Um, I want to say it more specifically so I can be more clear uh, on, on this second episode. I believe that every born again, spirit filled believer has the ability to prophesy at will. I believe that every spirit filled believer has the ability to prophesy at will. One of the reasons being is because God is always talking. And one of the things that I said on the last episode is that prophecy is not something that is set aside for an elite group of people. Prophecy is the inheritance of God's sons. So as born again believers, those who have received the spirit of adoption, those who have been engrafted into his family, we as sons of God, one of the benefits of being a son of God is being able to hear the voice of the father. 
One of the benefits of being in the sheepfold is being able to hear the shepherd's voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. So again, I believe that prophecy is something that God has designed for everyone to manifest it uh, um, um, just as a part of their spiritual inheritance, that they would prophesy, that they would speak forth what God is saying. And you don't have to wait till something come upon you to do it. You don't have to wait until you catch something that, you know, the Holy Ghost or whatever the case may be. It's something that we can all do at will because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. Now, what I want to do is I want to kind of back that statement up with scripture. I want to back that statement up with some ideas and some concepts. And I want to get your gears turning just a little bit to bring further understanding to it. So I know I say I want to come out of first Corinthians chapter seven, uh, excuse me, chapter 12, verse seven. But what I want to kind of actually do is I want to go back and I want to look at verse one because I want to bring some clarity and understanding to something that so many of us have misunderstood in the scripture. All right. So first Corinthians chapter 12, verse one, it says now concerning spiritual gifts, I'm reading out of the new King James version. And if you have like a physical Bible uh, at home, wherever you are, I want you, if you can, to look at it, to look at it in a I want you to actually read it. And it says now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. And if you're looking at that verse, one of the things that you will notice is that the word gifts, gifts, G-I-F-T-S is italicized. The word gifts is italicized. I actually mentioned this in a I don't remember which episode it was, but I mentioned um, what italicized words mean in the Bible. And uh, what it actually means is that this was something that was added to the text. It was added to the text in order to try uh, in an attempt to bring a more fluid um, interpretation of what's being said. But sometimes it adds and then sometimes the, the, uh, the, the italicized word can actually take away from the original intended meaning. So we read this and it says now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. But in the literal Greek translation, the word gifts is not there. It literally says now concerning spiritual, spirituals, spirituals, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. The word spiritual is where we get the word. Um, spirit from it's the word pneumaticos and it, it, it literally means spiritual spirituals spiritual things spiritual realm or realm of the spirit or or check this out even spiritual world so what paul is actually saying to the church in corinth he's just not saying i don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts and what we've done is we've limited this entire from chapter 12 of 1 corinthians all the way through chapter 14 what we've done is we've limited that entire uh discourse that paul was saying to gifts when paul was trying to get the church to see something much bigger than simply gifts he was literally saying concerning the spirit realm i do not want you to be ignorant concerning the spirit world i don't want you to be ignorant concerning the realm of the spirit and spiritual things i do not want you to be ignorant all right now let's do this let's jump down to verse four it says their diversity of gifts uh, but the same spirit, there are diverse, excuse me, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord and there are diversities of activities. But it's the same God who works all in all. He works all in all. Hear this, please, please, please. He works all in all. Notice it doesn't say that he works some in all. 
And it doesn't say that he works all in some. He's saying that you have these gifts, you have these ministries, you have these services, you have these activities, and it's the same God who works all of these things in all people. That's, I mean, just right there. Because again, remember, we're talking about whether or not people can prophesy, whether they have the gift of prophecy or the uh, uh, the ability to prophesy uh, at will. Um, um, and what Paul is saying here is that he's given all of these things to everyone. Now it says this for to one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, which is what we're going to focus on to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues, but one in the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, I know I'm kind of moving fast. And if you need to go back and listen to it, I encourage you to do that. But there are a couple things that I just need to highlight for the for the um, for the purposes of context and clarity. All right. Um, if we if we look at what it says and to one is given this uh, the word of knowledge to another to another to another this gift to another that manifestation to another this one to another that one. Um, when you look at it this way, it almost looks like he's passing out gifts like spades cards. It's like you're going to get the word of knowledge. Hey, hey, you over there, you're going to get the uh, um, you're going to get the gift of prophecy. Hey, um, you over here, you're going to get the gift of faith. And it looks like everyone's not getting all of them. But that cannot be the case. Otherwise, it would contradict what he just said in the previous verse. He says that he's given all he it's the same God that works all in all. So we got to get an understanding of what is he saying? Why is he saying to one is given to another is given? to another is given and this is why all right um let me say it like this it's not what he's saying he's not saying to one is given to another is given to another is given and this is why sometimes especially for biblical teachers bible teachers it's important that we know how to look at the original text because oftentimes um uh, oftentimes the message can get lost in translation. Uh, literally, the word two is not even in the text. So it doesn't say to one is given to another is given. It literally reads like this. I, I just want to read it in a more fluid way for you. All right. It says it this way. Um, and there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And one is given the word of knowledge through the spirit. Another is given the word of wisdom through the same spirit. Another faith by the same spirit. So the word too is not there. And that makes the biggest difference in the world. Because what he's saying is that is that the focus, the attention should not be on the individual who's receiving the gift. Paul is emphasizing the realm of the spirit. He's emphasizing the spiritual world. And he's saying, look, those of you who operate in the spirit, those of you who have received the manifestation of the spirit, all of these things are available to you. The manifestation is given to all. And one of the misconceptions that we have is that faith, uh, discerning of spirits, prophecy, healing. We have a misunderstanding that these are individual gifts. But really, the gift is the Holy Spirit. 
and the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one. And it says, and this is a part of the manifestation. Word of knowledge is a part of the manifestation. Word of wisdom is a part of the manifestation. Faith is a part of the manifestation. So um, what we have to look at next is the word manifestation. What does it mean? When it says the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one, that word manifestation literally means coming to light. So it represents a revealing. So the revealing of the spirit is given to each one. Another interpretation is the word expression. The expression of the spirit is given to each one. And here are the various expressions of the spirit. And one is given word of knowledge, another one word of wisdom, another one prophecy, another one faith. And, and, and it goes on. Uh, uh, it goes on. A uh, gifts of healing helps not helps. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong verse. I'm just talking uh, a gifts of healing, um, uh, uh, a discerning of spirits, diversity of tongues, interpretation of tongues. So it goes on. And all of these nine expressions are a part of the manifestation of the spirit that's given to each person. Now, I just want to make it very clear. We use the word gift of gift of prophecy so much and we say it like, well, this person has the gift. That person don't have the gift. This person must have the gift because they prophesy with strong expression. Another person, they don't have the gift because it doesn't come as easily to them. And let me say this to you all. And, and to some of you, you may not have even looked at it before. Um, the word gift in relation to prophecy is only used one time in Scripture. And that is nowhere in first Corinthians where we try to apply it. It's in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. That's the only space where the word gift is connected to prophecy. Romans 12 and six says having then gifts differing. And that, now that word gift is not italicized. That's actually in there. It says having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness and the word prophecy is is the only one that's there that we also see in first corinthians chapter 12 so what am i but let me give you this perspective though my my thought is that the gift of prophecy in romans is not the same as prophecy that comes through the manifestation of the spirit in first corinthians chapter 12 i believe that prophecy that there is a gift of prophecy that is given to individuals at birth and not necessarily through the spirit, not necessarily through the baptism of the spirit. This gift list in Romans chapter 12, I believe, are all gifts that the father gives at birth. You have people who are just innately generous. You have people who are just just have a teaching nature. You have people who are just merciful. You have people who the word ministry is the word serving people who are just servants at heart and they can have all of these traits and these gifts without even knowing Jesus, to be quite honest. And what I personally believe is I believe that God gives people gifts um, as a way. Let me say it like this. God gives people gifts uh, prior to Christ as a way to reveal um, the reality that we are all still made in his image. Each of us have gifts. 
um, and, and, and we've been operating in gifts even before we got saved. You got people who have been having dreams and visions and who have been prophesying before they met Jesus. I mean, and, 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 and it don't necessarily check this out. It don't necessarily make them a witch because they're not necessarily using it for darkness. They just don't understand that the gift was given to them in order for them to in order for the father's nature to be revealed to them that God has placed something in them. That's a part of who he is. Don't you know that there are people because what sin does is it separates us from the reality that God is father. All right. So there are some people who don't know their daddy. They've never met their father before, but yet they may be raised by their mom. They may be raised uh, maybe maybe in some type of orphanage or they may have been adopted but there will be some things that manifest in and through them just through their dna that they will do just like their father they may make expressions they may think like him they may be artistic or musical and i've never met the man and i believe that this gift in romans chapter 12 uh gives a gives a similitude of, of, of what i'm saying that there are innate gifts that god gives people and prophecy is one of them which is why i believe that not every psychic not everyone who submits their gift to darkness, not every whether it's black magic, white magic, whatever it may be. Not everyone who submits their gift um, 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 uh, to darkness is a is is a prophet. Some people say, oh, they're just a prophet that that submitted their gift to darkness or to the devil or whatever the case may be to uh, they're operating in spiritual dynamics without relating to Christ, whatever the case may be. I don't believe all of them are prophets. Some of them may sincerely have a gift of prophecy that's not been submitted to God. All right. Now, moving on. The word gift is only used once, and that's in the book of Romans. All of the places in first Corinthians where we try to apply the gift of prophecy, the word is always italicized. It's always italicized. Uh, and in first Corinthians chapter 14, verse one, it says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy the word gifts is italicized. So now what we see is that he's not speaking to people who have a gift of prophecy. He's speaking to the entire church and he's admonishing them to operate eagerly, pursue love and desire to operate in the spirit. Desire to function in spiritual things, especially that you may prophesy. He's not saying necessarily to exercise a gift that's only given to certain people. First Corinthians chapter 14 and 24. It says, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he's convinced by all. He is convicted by all. Now, Paul is saying everybody can prophesy. If you don't believe it, if you're like, well, that's not what it say. Well, just go a couple verses down. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31. It says, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Now, my question to you is, does all mean all or does all mean something else? He's saying for you can all you can all prophesy one by one. Meaning now when it says you can prophesy one by one, he's literally saying that you can control your prophetic flow. You can all prophesy one by one. He's saying you can bring order to the prophetic and prophesy one by one and do it in decency and in order. And I encourage you, go back and read 1 Corinthians 14, the entire chapter, because it breaks that down all the more. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. It says, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Now he's telling them, hey, brethren, brothers, every all of y'all 
who getting a hold of this letter. That's what he's saying. All y'all who getting a hold of this letter desire earnestly to prophesy. Now, what we've done is we've made prophecy something that's only set aside for a few people. And we say, well, this only people with the gift of prophecy can prophesy or whatever. Everyone else, they have to do it only when the Holy Ghost inspires them to do it or uh, they have to do it. Um, they can only do it when they're in the company of prophets and the spirit of prophecy is there or in atmospheres of worship or whatever the case may be. But that's not what Paul is teaching. Paul is teaching that you may all prophesy. Paul is teaching that the manifestation of the spirit is given to all of you. Paul is teaching that it's the same God that works all of these things in everyone. The same God that works all in all. Paul is saying eagerly desire to operate in the spirit world, especially that you may prophesy. Why would he tell people to desire to do something that they have no ability to do? That is disingenuous. Why would he tell people to to eagerly desire to operate in something that they can't do at will? Everyone has the ability to do it at will. And what we've done is we've we've even brought divisions into the prophetic and we make we've we we've made we've given the prophetic levels and ranks and all of this you know um uh, and when the fact of the matter is prophecy is prophecy we've said well prophets carry more weight in what they prophesy than people than other people who may not be prophets and and, and and my question to you is this is it inspired or is it not inspired by the holy spirit whether you're a prophet or not, if you're prophesying, is it inspired or is it not inspired? And the fact of the matter is that we've built these type of theologies because what we've done is we've put all the weight on prophets and we've only taught them how to prophesy and not how to uh, not not really how to build the church. We've only taught them how to bubble forth and to speak what God is saying, but not how to have an, but not how to have a tool in one hand and a weapon in another hand, like what we see in the book of Nehemiah. We have not taught our prophets how to how to how to develop prophetic culture, how to raise up other prophets how to build how to establish certain things how to how to how to enforce teachings and 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 how to enforce doctrines how to see see we haven't done any of these things how to how to how to measure systems and help put things in place we haven't done this so because we've made prophecy all that prophets have we have to make them feel special when the fact of the matter is that the word is either inspired or it's not. It either comes from what God is saying regarding something or it's not. And what we've made it be be become, even for people who may not be prophets, is we're like, look, um, if you're not a prophet, you can stay within the realm of edification, exhortation, and comfort. And that's one thing I've heard so much. And it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. And it says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. And we say, well, these are the three basic realms of prophecy, edification, exhortation and comfort. Now, this is some I, I know what I'm getting ready to say is a little controversial, but I mean, it's just what I believe. And what we have to understand with this, he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. What we have to understand is that Paul is speaking to both um, the general assembly of the church and prophets within the church, because in the same chapter, he says he speaks to the prophets and he said, let the prophets speak two at the most three and let the others judge. It's the same chapter. He's speaking to anyone who prophesies. 
just not to basic people or people who are not prophets, the, uh, the general assembly or the brethren uh, in, in first Corinthians 14 and three. He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to man. So what we have to understand here is that there's a difference between what prophets, what prophecy is and what prophecy does. There's a difference. I'm going to say it again. There's a difference between what prophecy is and what prophecy does. Paul is not saying that prophecy is edification, exhortation and comfort. He's saying that this is what prophecy does. Prophecy edifies. Prophecy exhorts prophecy comforts there's a difference between what it is and what it does and it's important for us to understand this difference because if we don't what we would do is we would we would dilute people's um, desire to operate in spiritual things because we minimize the prophetic uh, to something that does not even uh, require the holy spirit that's what we do when we say edification, if you if you encourage somebody, you're prophesying. You tell somebody, hey, I like your shoes. Those are nice shoes. Uh, you tell people, hey, just stay within that realm. Edification, exhortation and comfort. Just tell them good stuff about themselves. And this is what it does. When we encourage each other, we're prophesying. That's not true. Prophecy within itself requires a supernatural component. And what we've done is we've made prophecy so common that you don't even need the Holy Spirit to do it. You don't need the Holy Spirit to, to pat somebody on the back and say they're there. It's going to be all right and comfort them. That's not prophecy. That's simply encouragement. There's a difference. Edification, exhortation and comfort is not what prophecy is. It is what prophecy does. So when you speak the word of the Lord by inspiration, when you speak of, of, from, from the supernatural realm and you declare what God is saying, it's going to do three things. It's going to edify. It's going to exhort or pull them into a place of purpose and exhort them into a place of holiness and righteous living. And it's going to comfort them. It doesn't matter if it's rebuke. It doesn't matter if it's correction. It doesn't matter if it's in, it doesn't matter what realm uh, of, of what we call realms or dynamics of the prophetic is Pro prophecy is going to do one of those three things. It's going to edify. It's going to, it's going to build them up. In other words, it's going to edify to edify means to build up like an edifice. It means to construct prophecy constructs them. It doesn't just mean to say nice things it means to construct and sometimes in order to construct you have to tear down it's just a part of prophecy jeremiah said it jeremiah said i came to tear down to throw down to destroy to pull down to build and to plant those are all components of what the prophetic looks like so 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 prophecy is not i love you you love me that's my barney prophecy that's not the prophetic the the, the prophetic is literally operating in a supernatural realm and, a, and 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 what the manifestation of that the fruit of that knowing that is from god the fruit of it will be edification exhortation and comfort it will be the result of it it's not the genesis of it all right so listen i hope y'all just hear my passion and you hear my heart um i gotta i got i gotta tone it down because i'm getting ready to go over time <laughs> but listen i thank y'all so much for tuning in i hope this helped to bring a level of understanding and clarity um to the prophetic and um and uh uh listen if you have any uh, i would love to hear your feedback 
I would love to hear your questions. I'm not afraid of your questions. If you want to uh, if you want to send me a message, whether it's on social media uh, or uh, on IsaacWatsonMinistry.com, I'll be more than happy to respond to you. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. I love y'all and I pray y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.